हेलो एंड वेलकम बैक टू लीड बिनर शो पॉडकास्ट थैंक यू गाइज फॉर ज्वाइनिंग अस बैक यू कैन फॉलो अस एंड लाइक शेयर एंड सब्सक्राइब टू आर पॉडकास्ट ऑन योर फेवरेट स्ट्रीमिंग प्लेटफॉर्म वेदर इट्स एप्पल और स्पॉटिफाई वेर एवर यू लाइक टू लिसन टू अस आई वुड लाइक टू वेलकम रिशभ रोवर हुज अ मैनचेस्टर यूनाइटेड फैन हाउ हाउ एक्साइटेड वो यू फ्रॉम दिस राउंड ऑफ फिक्चर्स इवन दो इट वॉज नॉट अ रेगुलर गोल फेस्ट विच यू सीन इन द लास्ट फोर वीक्स Yeah, I think it was not. It was not a goal fest, but I think we saw really good, great matches. Some of them, you know, on Friday night, Leeds versus Newcastle was a great match. Uh, even you know today's match when we uh, the the Spurs and the Chelsea game, I think it was it was a you know it was a snooze fest in the first half, but I think it really kicked on when you know Chelsea came down. Chelsea came back from from the break. So yeah, there's a pretty pretty good pretty good game a pretty good game week. I think uh, even even the Leicester uh, sorry even the yeah even the Brighton versus Leicester game. We're going to talk that talk about that in a little bit detail, but there's some really good controversial decisions in that game as well. So yeah, I mean let's let's start right away with my team. Obviously, I would like to kick off kick off the podcast with on a on a winning note for my team as well. So yeah, I think uh, Tuchel was obviously brilliant against Spurs as usual, and I think we it's been proven time and time again that. Tuchel has actually been able to figure out how his team needs to deliver on on a weekly basis, even if even if if the uh, tactics are not working at the half time, he'll definitely be making changes. He'll bring uh, or introduce new players into the into the lineup or into the onto the pitch, and we'll see a lot of changes. And that usually has been the case for Chelsea. Like last last week, we saw against uh, Saul not working for us, so we we made a change and we. Br- brought in i think georgino or at that point and i think we saw a lot of uh, heavy um, uh, touches uh, in the in the in the uh, in the final third pitch uh, part of the pitch and similarly today again um, we brought in kante after the after the after the half time and i think that was again another brilliant decision from tuchel but let's not talk too much about uh, the chelsea and and the brilliant defense and the tactics right now i think it's more important to focus on spurs who who were silently racking up three wins in a row in the beginning of the of the season and we thought maybe nuno is something you know has figured out something for um spurs but i guess it's it, it was just a fairy tale uh, beginning for them and which is now turning into a doomsday i guess uh you saw them lose uh, lo- you saw them actually concede six goals in the last two games i don't know if you want to consider too much into the into the last fixture because it was of uh, because of a red card which actually heavily influenced the match uh, or the scoreline of the match i would say not i, would, I shouldn't say the uh, the result of the match but yeah the scoreline of the match was heavily influenced by that but today was another uh, was definitely a clinical performance and which sh- showed a lot of uh, gaping holes in in uh, tottenham uh, tottenham's lineup and maybe uh, you're, you're like i think we're seeing uh, Nuno trying to figure out what his playing eleven should look like right now, and not actually looking uh, too far ahead into the picture right now. Also, obviously, one of the missing links right now is is Harry Kane, who is not performing. But usually, we've seen Harry Kane be a very slow starter into the Premier League, and usually picks up picks up his game after six seven games, which which is exactly where he'll start scoring goals and be the creative, influential person who will usually give you the uh, points on a regular basis. So, but what do you what do you make of uh, Spurs other than that? I mean, do you think like what what changes does um, Harry Kane need to bring into his mentality right now, right after the transfer saga, which is all concluded right now? I think yeah, I think you pretty much summed it up in your own question exactly. But you know the 
the mentality that you know he needs to change obviously like you know he is going to be a sports player for the longest time now i don't know like if he's planning to move in january again or is he going to do all this drama again in next year or i don't know that but to me it doesn't really look the hurricane that we saw last season i think he started with a bang last season he has not looked as a player of 150 million pound what levy was actually asking city to pay for right like i don't know if he's actually in the mentality if he's actually just wanting to you know just stay the season for the sake of it but the problem with that is now that if he does do that obviously his valuable will valuable drop and now our our teams going want like our teams um, like even united or even city or liverpool i don't know like they want a backup striker or whatever would they want a player like that now like if his mentality is not there i don't see anything that is uh, that is that is helping his case at the moment i think he needs to perform to the level that he wa- that he has been performing for the longest time at spurs he needs to get his head straight and he needs to make sure that he he scores goals and because that is exactly why he's here for talking about like other things like yeah he was you know he he was playing you know very deep on the on the pitch last season but this time i don't think he has any excuse i think he has a lot he has a lot more players uh, to uh, to do to do that for him so i think he should stick to his you know position and make sure that he scores the goals because i really don't see any kind of goals coming from anywhere you saw like a lot of son and the the son and the kane partnership last season are we going to see that this year it doesn't it doesn't look like it i cannot see it so i i don't really think that you know we we are going to see that in any any time soon nuno you you said about three victories in the first start like yeah he was probably lucky i can say he's probably lucky like city game was the first game city was still trying to figure it out pep probably realized after that game that you know he needs a striker and that's why in the next two games he was able to score five goals um talk but now these two games obviously the red card obviously probably hindered because of, yeah it it might have hindered their their performances in the last game against crystal palace this game did we did we really expect tottenham to win no i don't think so but the thing is that you are playing at home you have the crowd you have the home crowd with you with you but you're still not performing at the level like yeah. i think son missed one chance in that in that game i think they were good but not great and that's not what you expect from a tottenham hotspur tottenham hotspur team at home um against uh, yeah 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 i think it's 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 funny right now you're saying that spurs is not going to win where whereas in uh, in the big at the at la- last line you were saying that spurs will be able to win 1-0 home and away fixtures are completely different now so you were expecting spurs to win 1-0 so it's it's funny how your teams have changed right now no, no, after I, watching their performance i i'm <laughs> i'm talking i'm talking about like not me but i'm talking about like generally like generally did we expect no like if you took a, if you took a poll of 100 100 people 99 people would have said yeah they would not so you are that one person who yeah. wanted so i'm just saying i'm just saying like i'm just saying in, in general nobody expected spurs to win so that's what i'm saying like i'm not saying like in terms of me i'm not i'm not yeah I'm not saying that but i think uh, let's let's see what what actually nuno has uh, planned for uh, spurs i'm i'm really interested even though i'm not like very excited to see him managing a a, a player like harry kane or a team like spurs as well but i think let's let's find out where where the head lies after after crushing defeat from from chelsea yeah um, so the thing yeah. is the thing is that the next now next is next is arsenal and uh, 
Arsenal have already, you know, Arsenal have now won two games in a row. So it's one one zero. But yeah, you yes, you sir. you you kind of expect you know to be a cracking North London derby. You you expect Harry Kane to be up for it. You expect Tottenham to be up for it. You expect Nuno to be up for it because it's going to be his first London derby. Um, is 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 just not looking really uh, cool at the moment for. I can give them that that yes they were key, key players missing in their in their team so I can give them that that yeah maybe it wasn't then it wasn't their day but you know you have to you have to you have to start performing man like up yeah. top I think Harry Kane needs to start performing yeah. yeah so I mean you 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 brought up the uh, brought up the topic of uh, the North London derby so let's let's talk about Arsenal as well and what they've actually changed in their lineup or what actually Arteta has actually figured out maybe. But should but the biggest question is should we read too much into the performances they've given uh, yeah, uh, so far because both the victories are against uh, people against clubs which are at the bottom of the table right now it's Burnley and and Norwich City and and I wouldn't say that they were in I, I wouldn't say they were convincing victories it's just that they have won those matches which is not by a we wouldn't expect a club like Arsenal to win just one zero against clubs. Especially against a club like Norwich, who's conceding on a heavy, uh, uh, on a regular basis, a minimum of three goals, which I've seen in every match they've conceded so far. So this is something which you need to look into as well. I think. Do you think Arsenal actually have something which they figured out, or, uh, or they're going to have a lot of uh, troubles against Levo, uh, against Spurs right now in the next match? See, talking about that Burnley game, I think they were good, but not great. Uh, but w- from where they're coming, given that what they experienced in the first three games, I think it's a huge, huge result for them in the last two games. Again, it's all, all these sports that we that we talk about or we we see. It's all about momentum. That's what that's what Arsenal needed at the moment. They just needed some happiness in their life, some happiness in the club, some happiness for Arteta. I think that's what they wanted. It doesn't matter to them that they won one zero or not. They, the only thing that matters to them were some great performances from Tomiyasu that we saw in the two games. I think he's a great. Uh, I think he's been a great uh, performer for Arsenal in these in these last two games. You could see that he's making those forward runs. He's doing those things that are, that you expect from a right back and all that stuff. Aubameyang has been good, not really good. I'm, I I really actually liked uh, Nicolas Pepe, who who did who did a lot of good things in the last two games. Yes. He has show he 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 only has one one assist to show for it, but I think he was pretty good. What ne- what Arteta needs to do from here is take this momentum into the Spurs game and actually win one of the bigger games. I think that's what we saw. That's what sorry. That's what we didn't see last season at all from from Arteta. He couldn't win any of those big games that he needed to. So I think that's one of the things that he needs to ta- that he needs to take this into the game. If if he can win that game. Uh, against Arsenal, oh, sorry, against uh, Spurs. I think it's a it's a kick off from uh, kick on from there. I think and uh, anyways, I think Spurs are uh, oh, sorry, Arsenal are already you know they have a really good run of fixtures after even after Spurs also. So I think they can take that momentum into those other games and maybe rack up you know six seven six seven wins in a in a row and that might just be it. That might just be that that might just be the thing that Arteta might be looking for. Yeah, I think let's let's. See what actually Arsenal has to offer and uh, what the young squad of Arsenal actually has to offer because I think where uh, I read somewhere that this is one of the youngest liners which has been fielded so far in in a Premier League match. So 
on on the average age basis so i think yeah i think uh, arteta is i think trying to build a squad right now for the future so it's probably going to take a year or two to for him to actually make the team actually look what it actually can do in the future yeah. so yeah. that that is something which which will be interesting to watch watch that's uh, a that's a very good point because you know that, that's what i think even we've talked about this offline like you know he he's brought the players so i think arsenal fans i think arsenal board have bought into it and that's why they were and I mean, that was a reason that they spent 130 million pounds on on players where you know that it's not a it's not a ronaldo signing where you will just get an instant impact right like it yeah. was all the signings that were got in that were bought in were future signings you had to give them time some of them were just directly brought from uh, premier league club so they had premier league experience and they could actually you know just get on with it like ben white but some of them obviously have been brought from from uh, from the for, from the foreign land and then uh, you need to give them time i think you cannot expect you know a 19 year old uh, kid to just start performing in the premier league which is such a fast paced and brutal league so we all know that so i think if arsenal board has bought into it i arsenal fans should also be you know should 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 be should be uh, bought into it and then they should know that you know arteta they should back arteta and they should see that you know this is something that is is built for the future and maybe in 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 next year maybe there is that you know hope back up that you know they can they can regularly come into the top 4 at the moment yeah yeah i mean now that you brought up the topic of ronaldo let's let's talk about manchester united and their performance Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about Ronaldo. That's no, why. No, but uh, <laughs> but now that you brought it up, I think it's 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 important for me to talk about Manchester United and their and their victory and their uh, scrappy victory against uh, uh, West Ham. I don't know if I should actually term it as scrappy, but actually the the way you have actually pulled it, I would say yeah, okay, um, I would say it's scrappy because yeah, I think it could have been a much more convincing win for you guys. Uh, you guys dug deep this time, but not to lose, obviously. Um, Lingard, the super sub, who actually was uh, the orchestrator for your first loss in cha- in uh, in uh, in Champions League against Young Boys, is now the is now the one who actually gave you the win uh, and one of the most important goals for you to not lose, so you, so that you guys don't uh, drop uh, or drop further back in the in in the champ in the sorry Premier League race right now. even though you're even though we are all tied right now with liverpool chelsea and and united in terms of points but i think it's important not to drop points this early at this stage as well so 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 i think yeah uh, let's let's firstly let's uh, talk about like there were decisions in the end moment in the end moments of the game that were probably not that great firstly there was a penalty which was i think should should have been given to united but uh, then uh, then moments later you saw west ham winning a penalty and obviously David Moyes doing doing a uh, doing a Gareth Southgate and bringing <laughs> on uh, Mark Noble just for the penalties. Yeah. I guess I guess uh, David Moyes missed the missed the Euro finals. Uh, don't you guys don't you think that? Because I think if he had seen that, I I don't think he would have brought in Mark Noble as a penalty taker just for the last shot of the game. I think yeah, I think that was a I I wouldn't say that was a stupid decision. Maybe. maybe because you know moyes thought that maybe there is there are people on the pitch or there are players on the pitch that would not be confident to take that penalty and you know i think declan rice was the most experienced player on the pitch who had taken two penalties and mark noble had 27 penalties um in his career so 
obviously that obviously played up played into his mind and he 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 got mark noble but you know there is this thing where where a player has not even warmed up or he was not even ready to be brought in and you just expect him to be you know a good penalty taker and just go and get on with it like maybe get him a chance to warm up at least or something right obviously you cannot predict a penalty when it's going to happen uh, <clears throat> the thing is it, moyes felt it at that time it was right so he made that decision and nobody can i i don't think anybody should be criticizing him i think it was a great game by the way talking about the game it was a great end to end game um great atmosphere at the london stadium when rama scored that deflected shot ronaldo you know obviously had that poaching poacher goals literally the poaching goal uh, the poacher goal that he had he had a lot more chances united actually themselves had a lot more chances to finish off the game before even that you know it 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 came to that decision where luke shaw it hit the ball it it hit sorry it hit his arm and mark noble came off the bench and obviously that spectacular save from i will not say a spectacular save because it was all, it was anyways a very bad penalty to me it was literally at a perfect height he knew where he was going to hit it and yeah it just it was it was just a memorable thing for far david gaya because i think we've looked at his numbers and we saw that you know in the last 6 years he's say he's faced 22 penalties and he saved zero so this was this is the first save penalty that he's made after 6 years in the premier league so that already says itself that you know david gaya was not going to save if anybody would have actually taken it on the pitch you never know that penalties are 50-50 but you never know that but that uh, strike from lingard it's well it itself yeah that that deserves um you know some some clap some some uh, you know some clap to him because uh, that, that it was a really good strike and we needed it at one point of time it looked like yeah it was uh, again going for a one all draw and we were not going to we were not going to win this game but uh, great comeback again from united i think now they're 30 games or 29 games unbeaten in the in the premier league um, away from home that is uh, that is a spectacular stride i i i really I, before we know we did the season preview even when we were doing the season previews of all the english clubs i think we were i definitely said that this is this is the time okay we're not we're not going to see any more you know away uh, away comebacks from united and all that stuff because of the crowds coming in and this hostile atmosphere that is going to be against united but they look really comfortable they still they considered the goal they still looked comfortable they they looked pretty much nail down to win the game uh, obviously they missed they missed their chances but they they had their chances and i think that's what i'm not going to talk too much about ronaldo but i think that's what ronaldo is bringing to the team i think he's bringing that mentality he's bringing that um uh poachers finish that basically the number 9 that united always needed i think they they had cavani last year but yeah cavani ronaldo you can't you can't really compare them so what yeah like i think um Let's 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 talk about the club which is actually right now exceeding all the expectations, which is Brighton. You know, at the start of the season when we were doing the the season preview, like right now, just you were mentioning about the season preview for United. I think for Brighton, I think nobody was expecting them to play this well at the, at least at the early stages of the competition, and we were all we all had our expectations set that again uh, along with Norwich, which is a nailed. <laughs> a relegation team uh, we we were expecting brighton to be one of them as well in this in this fixture 
not sorry not the fixture but this season we were expecting them because of of the the way the, their defense has always been that poor so we were expecting i think this year they will not be able to recover on a regular basis they will just be out uh, down and out in this time but but right now gram uh, gram potter has actually been great uh, has had a great start of the season and i don't want to bring in the question of will they be able to continue or sustain the performance or they will they be able to hold the fourth position which is definitely out of the question i think i think we've seen uh, too many seasons to know that they will not be holding the fourth position or be actually fighting for the europa league as well um i think conference league could be a target maybe for them based on the start because um because of the way uh, they the because of the way they're playing right now but um talking about talking about this uh, particularly about the fixture at hand which was uh, leicester and brighton you you saw another couple of controversial decisions happen against uh, brendan rodgers uh, and their team uh, harvey barnes actually was uh, allowed disallowed had, had two goals disallowed for impeding the goal and uh, so i think what did you make of those decisions i mean i i would say at least one of them was not fair for 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 the match i mean you can you you can argue with again 100 people and probably you know it can come down to you know 70 30 or 80 20 based on you know you're talking to but if it's in the rule books if you go back and check the rule book i would say yes it was both of them were technically good uh, the right decisions because the he havi bans was was uh, you know blocking the goalkeeper now if you look at it yeah if he wasn't even in the blocking view would uh, sanchez have been able to uh, stop these stop these shots no i don't think so they were way powerful ndd's header was way too powerful to actually go and actually grab and yeah it could have been that miraculous save that brighton would have been uh you know sanchez would have been in that spectacular form that day that he would but he was not he actually he 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 barely he barely was troubled in the entire game i think he made two saves in the entire game so i don't really think that he was having that kind of a day um the other thing yeah and the other goal i can't remember who i think it was westergaard i think he was um who 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 made that who made that goal the uh, that goal i can still say yeah uh, maybe that was a little harsh on lester but again it if if you go back and check the rule books it's a it's the right technically it's the right decision because he was in the line of path for the of the goalkeeper of the ball and if you see that havi bans is actually in a offside position yes he he is but he's not like really blocking the goalkeeper that's that's what's you know that's what's bugging me that it should have been allowed as a goal but then yeah he was offside in the line in the line of path uh of the goalkeeper and 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 you saw it that that that's why they it was been it it had been given as uh, offside the other one that happened against lester was also um when when shane duffy actually uh hit hit the hit the ball with the with his head and uh, it touched i think westergaard's again i think westergaard's hand so now that is probably a, that is again a, a harsh decision i think if you see i think it was lukman who was um, not sorry not lukman i think i can't remember the player name but it was like somebody some one player was actually just bringing um, bringing westergaard down and now really i think you you can't you can't uh, you have to i think the referees should probably look at at look at it from like the overall perspective like you know what's happening in and around the game like you cannot just say that yeah because it touched his ball 
uh, <laughs> because it touched his hand, you have to give a penalty. You have to see what happened, why he touched the, why it touched the hand. Like you cannot expect a person to just go down with his hands tied down. Like yeah, it's not. You are playing a football match, and you cannot expect a player or a defender to have just his hands tied down. It will go up because that's just a natural thing that a human person does. So. I maybe again go back and check the rule books or maybe reevaluate these rules and maybe rewrite them or something. I don't know, but yeah, given what we have in the rule books at the current moment, I do not disagree with any of the decisions that was made. Okay, but uh, talking about uh, talking about in the terms of broader perspective for the for the teams now, what what, what do you make of uh, Brighton start for the season? I think it's a great start, but the the the, the thing is that again. If you look at the certain games that they won, it it is kind of lucky. So what you said, yes, I don't think top four. I don't think even there is a question about top four this season. I think it's pretty much nailed down. Top four teams are going to be Chelsea, United, Liverpool, and City. In what order, I don't know that at the moment. But these are the nailed down people, uh, uh, nailed down teams who are who are going to finish in the top four. Yeah, maybe somebody has another horrific injury or something happens. Something really drastically changes in their teams. And um, change something changes in the in the middle of the season. Yes, then we can talk about yeah that what's the fourth team, which is the fourth team or which is the uh, you know third team that is oh, sorry the fifth team that is going to crawl in the top four. But at the moment we shouldn't be talking about top four. I think again Brighton has a good had a good start. Realistically, what they can try and make sure, do is build on this momentum and maybe target a European spot. I'm not even going to go ahead and talk about Europa League. That's a very ambitious. That will be something very ambitious at the at this moment. Uh, four games in the season, mm, uh, sorry, five games in the season. I don't really think that Brighton should be thinking way too ahead of themselves. They are one point behind the behind the leaders at the moment. But yeah, like when their tricky fixtures come around, when they play against the likes of City, the likes of uh, United, the likes of Liverpool, really, are they going to win that game? I don't really think so. So. Graham Potter, I'm not going to take anything from away from you. I I do obviously know that you you don't listen to our podcast, but uh, I think great job by by him at the moment. Uh, build on it and see where you are come December January, and then maybe see like if we can actually br- if they can actually bring certain signings just to just to you know um, strengthen up in certain fields, um, and then maybe see you can target a Europa Conference League or something. One player I would mention here is uh, Shane Duffy. That was a brilliant signing for Graham Potter to get back. Uh, I think he's been phenomenal uh, in in the back, and that's what's uh, a lot of things are happening because of him. You saw the penalty that was given because of him. I think he's really good, dangerous in the box. He he goes for the balls. He goes for those aerial duels, and um, it's 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 having an impact on the team defensively and offensively. And and obviously now focusing focusing on the other team uh, of the fixture is Leicester who've, who've won two games and and lost three, so Brendan Rodgers definitely didn't is not having a, 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 a dream start to the season which he usually does and he usually has actually been able to figure out how the team is going to perform but I think I think the team actually really suffered in the beginning because of the injuries which they had uh, to the to the defensive line. And now I think it's time. It's taking a lot more time for them to actually get back into the groove rather than actually just hitting the ground, uh, just uh, just 
being able to hit the ground running and get those wins which i think again uh, which these fixtures would have been um, a, a, i think a clean sweep for them in the in the last season but right now they're really struggling do, what exactly do you think is the is the trouble which i think brendan rodgers is having right now see the trouble is actually nothing i think what leicester fans should probably see is that they were still having these kind of problems even in the last season even if you go back after the pandemic um when they returned back and they couldn't actually win any of the game and that's what they lost that's why that's what they lost the the fourth position to chelsea and united the thing is brendan rodgers has not been able to find exactly what he needs with the team he was able to he was able to you know nick those games why because there were the other teams were not very strong and i'm the other teams what i mean what i mean with them is is the top teams arsenal spurs chelsea liverpool united city they were not good and that's the reason that leicester city were able to win those games you see you see this season they will not be able to win any of those top games because the strike the, the teams are stronger the teams are better and they will realize that how poor they are actually when they actually play in these games you see leicester versus um, city city were dominant throughout that game yes the scoreline doesn't reflect that but city were dominant throughout that game and that is what leicester will realize in all of these games this this season because it's finally i th- i think that finally that that thing that leicester you know were were just making sure that momentum was there and everything was just clicking for them it's not going to happen for them the um madison had a very very good season last season and where is he now i i can't see him anywhere on the pitch i don't see him they've made good signings they made they, they brought they brought uh, animola lukman what about castania he was such a you such a sensational start to to last season when he when he when he started where is he he's he's been on the bench now playing playing for leicester why why where is he now so is that those are all the things that you know you you'll see from leicester this season and brendan jose he's going to struggle i feel like he's going to struggle the thing is that he's not able to find out which is his best line and the one thing that i give him is obviously the injuries he started with a he started with a team that uh, you know in the back where he did not have his you know usual back four amate was shit really he was shit and uh, he considered a lot of goals for leicester and that's why he uh, that's why leicester lost a lot of games since he's been shipped out he, they are conceding way less but they are they have still not been able to dominate because their midfield has not been able to do telemans is one player that i'll definitely praise he's been a he's been he he's been one of that you know star performers in in all of their games this season he's been really really good but other people other teams uh, sorry other players in that in that team should definitely should, they need to sorry they need to start uh, picking up their game madison i cannot see one other thing is also about how much reliance is about how much other how much reliance is on mardi now i think he's close to 36 i think i think 36 or 34 i think i, I, I don't remember his uh, his age um but how much reliance are you going to have on him you need you i think you had uh, patson daka on on the on the pitch i think brendan rogers should start integrating him into the team he's not still he, he i don't think he's still played a single minute in the premier league uh, what about kelichi inacho he's not playing he had a really good uh, season last season why is he not there in the team so those are the things that you know you know brendan rogers 
should probably question himself and maybe come back with a come back with an answer and then maybe if he if he can realize that you know what is he what is he what does he want from his team and what is the exact like what is the actual playing 11 that he wants then maybe maybe we'll see the less for last season let's let's wait and find out i think i, I always think like lester will always be able to pull through because that's what they have been able to do for the past past few years since since their uh, since their uh, triumphant uh, 2016 season so hmm. i think i think it's uh, but i think talking about talking about right now about uh, about manchester city we can't have a we can't have a podcast where we don't talk about pep because i think pep is always is one of those managers who's always been uh, a a player who will give a very uh, mediocre performance in a week or he'll be actually just uh, destroying clubs on, on, at his will obviously uh, didn't didn't really help him uh, th- this result didn't help him uh, f- from his uh, midweek uh, remarks where he uh, he w- he was asking fans to come into the stadium and watch him and support support their side obviously this result is not doing them any favors uh, or or influencing their uh, um, fans to come to the stadium right now but uh, talking about their match against against the saints uh, against southampton uh the, the their side definitely looked like they were really poor they were they didn't have the game which and they were looking to to convert any kind of chances and i think one of the biggest uh, aspects which i think was missing from the game is the key finisher who has been um, doing well for the team in the last three fixtures which is farhan torres who didn't start the game and didn't even come off the bench as well i believe so so i think i think uh, is this is this a is this a um, is this a worrying sign for for pep um obviously we know that him him not being able to play without uh, uh a true number 9 is definitely hurting him even though in this match gabriel jesus was playing the position he is meant to play as a striker but he he's not he's icity i think more comfortable playing on the at the wing right now rather than as a as a as a number 9 player right now no so i think i'll just correct you correct you there i think uh, gabriel jesus was still playing on the wing and raheem sterling was the one who was playing so i guess he was back as a pep was probably back into playing as, as a false nine i don't know what why he did that maybe he maybe he saw like oh yeah i've been able to score what um 16 goals in the last three games so yeah let's go let's go back and uh, let's go back to our false nine i think we are we have goals in our team and we'll be able to score goals the problem again lies there you cannot expect pep or city to win the title without a proper number 9 you will not win the title trust me you will not and if he continues to do all these things uh you know rotate his teams and do all this nonsense shit that he always does he will he will not he will not win the title and uh, he will probably even struggle to make the top 4 if he keeps on continuing southampton were at a position where they could actually win the game they 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 were awarded a penalty Kyle Walker was sent off obviously because of a VAR decision they, they it got overturned but Southampton for the longest part in the game had really really good chances to win the game City had 16 shots and only one was on target that exactly the reason why he needed to sign a striker and not Jack Grealish I'm not going to talk get into that debate again because I think we've touched about upon that a number of times on our on our on our different types of podcast when we were talking about City 
but i think he needs to get away from it i think he needs to start playing whatever he has now to his in in at his disposal now we cannot talk about transfers and all that stuff but if he if he if we had farhan torres planned as a number 9 then start playing him as a number 9 don't go back to a false nine where you were you you can expect city to win one uh, that game but when sit when teams like these southampton like these um sit back and they just like yeah come on when we'll take the pressure city is not going to win win those games because you don't have the players in the boxes in the in the penalty box to to actually chip those goals away when you don't have those wh- where are those balls going to go those delicious balls that we all talk about from jack grealish and kevin de bruyne and bernardo silva and mares and all that so where is that ball going to go when there is no poacher to finish those those uh, those balls you cannot that that's exactly the reason that we don't see city scoring a lot lot of the goals last season like they 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 were able to win it they were able to win the title but they were not able to score that many goals we as um, you know as premier league fans or football fans we've seen city a lot in these last 10 years and in let's not even talk about last 10 years let's talk about the under pep we've seen them actually score and be ruthless when when you when you play against the bottom side you know that you don't have a chance you know that you're going to ship at least 7 to 8 goals in that in that team you don't see that with pep at, at the moment or city at the moment because they're not playing that that formation or they're not playing with that same flair or the same uh, you know with the with the proper nine so with the uh, sorry with the number uh, yeah with the number nine so he needs to get back to that and 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 see what what can be done with that what can be done with that because the second point i was going to talk about city is about the defensive performances i'm really not liking the defensive performances this season at all i think ruben diaz we i think i predicted for sure that it was it was that um, um i don't know i i i can forgetting the word but um, basically it was his first season and it was all luck i really felt felt like everything was just clicking clicking for him so yes that- i just remembered that it was beginner's luck for him uh, so you know it was all beginner's luck for ruben diaz he was able to transform all these players we were talking about like oh you know how how john stones becoming this become this great player where is john stones right now he's not even get he's not even able to get into the team right now so what 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 is that what is happening look i mean that is that is something which i don't want to talk about because i actually don't know what goes inside a manager's head because i mean one of the things which i'll probably bring is your your manager itself ole bringing in so many players and not making them play or doesn't know how to rotate the squad as well i mean no no man i don't understand what kind of a tactic or what kind of um, decision making is going behind the behind the doors as well and what hap- what is exactly happening on the training camps right now so that maybe that is something which is influencing the decisions as well for the for the managers to not pick those certain players in the in the squad so i mean i don't i don't really want to get too much into the details about why a certain player is not starting because there has to be a, c- a certain reason where a, a, a player who was actually had a had a brilliant chemistry with 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 their new signings uh, but i mean i am talking about john stones and ruben diaz right now if they were if they were so brilliant last season they had the they had one of the best chemistries which we saw and now we were talking about who will be one of the best center back pairings for this season we we were naming john stones and ruben diaz in that in that conversation and now now all of a sudden we are saying while john stones is not starting there is definitely has to be some kind of a rift between 
Johnston or Pep, and, and or maybe there is some something which Pep is not liking in the in, at the training camps, which he's seeing, which, which is exactly which is re- making him reluctant in picking him in the team right now. Okay, I can agree with you, but you know it it's mind-boggling. I I I and I agree with you on that Ole thing as well. Like yes, that manager and Pep is literally on another level. Like you cannot you cannot expect certain things such things from from Pep because he's such a great manager we all know he's one of the great one of the greatest we know that but why why he why he chooses to keep doing these things with like rotating his squad and all that stuff I really don't understand that so yeah I mean let uh, lastly let me let me bring on the bring on the Chelsea counterparts for this season which is uh, Liverpool the VAP, uh, Chelsea and Liverpool have been able to replicate the score lines on a uh, on a ge- on a weekly basis for the game weeks. They they have been have they have uh, the same score lines, the same goal difference, the same uh, the, the same number of goals which they've conceded is obviously against each other. So so right now right now obviously I think it's 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 um, very important to see how Klopp is actually managing his team. Obviously Harvey Elliott's injury is something which. Is going to affect them in the in the part of the se- in, in the in in this uh, coming coming weeks as well because I think Javi Elliott was lined as a replacement is is being eyed as a replacement for Vinaldo so and he was actually stepping up to the job as well just like Simicas did in the first two weeks which was against all expectations for the Robertson position so I mean looking at looking at Klopp and his management I think you you see that when when his squad is fit. When you have, when he has the team which he needs to play on a regular basis, his team will do nothing wrong. They will win matches on a regular basis. Yeah, I think you're perfectly right because I think we, uh, I did a recent podcast when we were when we were you know previewing uh, Liverpool's group in the Champions League, and I had a great conversation with Nidhi from the Menace in the Monk. Um, the thing, the thing with Liverpool is that they don't have a really good uh, depth of squad. You are seeing at the back that he's able to rotate so much, but on the front, he's he does not have a lot of options, and that's one of the worries that that is that is you know that is staying with me. If Mane, Jota, Firmino, Salah does not get injured or do not get injured, Liverpool's going to have a great great season. But if one of them gets injured, they're again going to falter. That's the only issue with me. You look at the other squads that are, you know, the other three clubs that are going to be in the top four again. I don't know the order, but they have they have a really really good depth of squad. I'm not going to talk about like you know who's going to champions and all that stuff, but all of the all of the teams they have a backup in each position, which is kind of good. Some of them have great backups. Some of them have good backups. But Liverpool don't have that. Liverpool don't have that. You know. Um, that thing with them, so you can go ahead and rotate your uh, your uh, your backline. We saw you know Van Dijk and Konate starting against Crystal Palace and Simicas and against James Milner was on right back. So you can do all this stuff, but then until uh, like I, I'm just having though that you know feeling that you know one of them gets injured or you know at that moment when we we, we all know that you know okay, Nabi Keita. Salah and Mane are they are all going to go on uh, African Cup of Nations in January what happens at that time if Liverpool are in contention 
if liverpool are in contention of uh, of that of that premier league title at that time in january and they lose them to lose their probably their you know three most important players or at least two more two most important players in the in the you know up top uh, what happens like who is going to score the score the goals like is is someone like re- ready to step up and actually perform to the level of mane and salah i don't really think so so there you have it guys i guess uh, we we've, we've covered almost all the clubs which we wanted to for for this week's uh, round up of uh, premier league matches um do uh, you can uh, do remember to like share and subscribe to our uh, podcast on your favorite uh, podcast channels um thank you rishab for joining uh, joining in and uh, giving in your thoughts about the late win- uh, about the sorry the premier league uh, matchup and uh, i'm your host rohit grover uh, and uh, thank you guys and uh,